fueling our passion to give value and to help others succeed. I think I think that was that was huge, and we got tremendous nuggets out of all. Failure is actually a victory to me. And that is what is coming up on Bootstrapping Your Dreams show. So stay tuned. Now, here are two powerful words to change your life. What if? What if you do have what it takes? What if you can design your life? What if your crazy dreams do come true? You are here because you have a dream. You have a fire in your belly. You want to change the world. and you want to lead the charge in the post socially distant era the big question is this how can ambitious people like us build our dream lives this podcast gives you the answers we have created the perfect community of the world's best minds who want to get things done survive and thrive in this uncertain world join us by navigating to bootstrapping.group Hello and welcome to this new episode of Bootstrapping Your Dreams show. I'm your host Manoj Agarwal and today we have a power couple Todd and Cindy. So Todd is the president and CEO at Advantage Homes and Realty World uh, Todd Sue and Company Inc, the largest modular home dealer in the state of California. And of course Cindy uh, is uh, his partner is is we will we'll talk about Cindy uh, in the in the interview but we prepared the intro for Todd and uh, you know luckily we had Cindy uh, join us so that's amazing I'll just go Thank through into one thing um, so Todd's leadership drive and customer centric approach has fueled the impressive growth of Advantage Homes making the company a nationally known brand and a multi-million dollar business annually He's a self-made award-winning entrepreneur, founder, thought leader, and philanthropist with over 25 years of success in the modular home, real estate, hotel, and mortgage financing industries. Uh, Todd has opened his uh, opened his first manufacturing home dealership back in 1996 with a mission to establish more affordable housing solutions than traditional um, traditional site-built homes in order to serve one of the fastest-growing, most competitive markets in the U.S. As a recognized industry expert, Todd has been awarded countless awards since the inception of Advantage Homes, uh, being five-time winner of the Manufactured Home Institute's Retailer of the Year Award and California Manufactured Housing Institute's 2015 Retailer of the Year Award. Uh, Cindy, his wife, uh, happens to be his business partner and have been called the couple that cares. Todd and his family are also associated with various social causes, namely. housing for families in need down payment assistance for us military veterans funding orphanages in vietnam building schools and more todd has uh, todd was honored twice with the city of san jose's communities uh, honorary award by san jose mayor sam uh, licardo and uh, councilman tam nugent uh, in his free time todd enjoys spending time with his family playing basketball tennis and golf and uh, You can check out his uh, morning walks and a very uh, delicious-looking breakfast uh, shot. <laughs> Welcome, Todd and Cindy. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Manoj. We're very honored, and uh, we're excited to be on the show. Awesome. Likewise. All right. All right, great. So you've had a tremendously successful career. You've built a multi-million-dollar uh, business in a in a unique industry, I will say. Um, Yeah, I think it's still a new industry, a modular home building. So, 
Can you walk us through your journey? How did you even come up with this idea? I'm sure when you started, uh, it must have been a, a, a lit, like literally a, a, a new invention, if you will. Yeah, I mean, um, thanks, Manish, for the question, and thanks for the awesome intro. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's incredible that you were able to get all that information. Um, I think uh, our uh, our journey um, was uh, is twenty years uh, overnight success story, <laughs> to be honest. And uh, it was uh, it was basically us. Uh, initially, I was uh, very young, and I, I had an entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, I had originally wanted to become a tennis coach. And I uh, wanted to have my own uh, private uh, tennis coaching uh, unit and, and company. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, I was trying to figure out how to fund it by, uh, by doing odd jobs, ending up working at gas stations, cleaning toilets, and, and finally uh, got the opportunity to, um, to save enough money to get into the real estate housing market. And uh, Cindy and I, we ended up seeing a vision of you know, affordable housing in the Bay Area. And uh, we ended up seeing that there was a need for, you know, the families that were making $50,000, $70,000 to have some type of housing. A lot of them, uh, you know, were ending up renting and not being able to afford buying uh, a regular house, a single family home. So a manufactured home or modular home, we felt was the right niche uh, for us to jump into. And we were very, very blessed to meet the right folks to guide us in the right direction. And as we grew our team together, um, you know, it was never always just, hey, we got successful. We ended up going into communities and uh, ended up uh, getting chased by dogs. We were trying to save 10 cents for postage. And even though it was illegal to solicit, we didn't have that much money. So we ended up going out there and, and handing out flyers and, and putting it on doorsteps. And, uh, and we just saw the need. And as we, our business grew, we saw, hey, we could help more and more people. Uh, feel a need and feel good about what we do in the industry in an industry that's rewarding. That's awesome. That's great. And so um, I want to bring this up. Uh, how di when did Cindy join? Like, did you uh, start the business together or did you join later? How was that? I joined hot about three years later after I um, figured out that dental school wasn't the right career for me. Uh -huh. So I left dental school for Todd. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> to pursue an affordable housing uh, dream that we, we can help many, many more people. So I have to ask here, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people uh, um, when asked, you know, will, will you work with your spouse? And, uh, you know, they just basically say that's impossible. That's never going to happen. In fact, I had, uh, I had the opportunity to work with my wife for maybe six months or so. And that was uh, all we could take. <laughs> we promised never to do that again. It takes a very patient man. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet. But, but tell us your secrets. How, how do you make it happen? Um, I guess I'll go first and then Sadiq can go next. <laughs> um, I think we're kind of uh, the yin and yang. Uh, I think it takes uh, people, one of, the, one of the two, to be patient, obviously. Mm. And um, and when something comes up, um, you know the story when you you go into the to the car and you, she says make a right turn and it's actually supposed to be a left turn. You take a deep breath and you make a right turn anyway. So <laughs> direction. And when you get lost, you just you just head on down the right road and and uh, avoid the argument and just head on down. So um, there has to be one. Uh, Cindy's a little bit more of the firecracker. I'm a little bit more of the patient person. So before I say anything or uh, make a rash or quick decision, uh, I love to kind of take a breath and try to put it in a, in a way that uh, 
that that works for both sides, you know, that's uh, not in a way condescending or uh, telling a person what to do, just my thoughts, my opinions, and form it in a, in a more of a form of a question together. And then, uh, but it also takes someone that's great, like Cindy, who also has tremendous ideas. We both have great vision. We both have exuberant personalities where we're excited about what we do every day. But Cindy, uh, Cindy can kind of share a little bit more about how she uh, can handle me <laughs> a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I think the most important thing for us is to uh, start each day positive uh, by listening to, um, you know, meditation or positive postcast. Um, we also have this one thing that we like to stick to our vision, uh, but be more flexible with the plant. So things changes, you know, uh, environments and business and marketing market changes. We talked about it and we 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 make changes to our plan but the main vision is still moving forward and try to accomplish common goal and and i think date night is very very important uh where we get our own separate time uh where we shut things down uh when, when we get home from work uh we stay in the car a little bit longer to finish up wrap up any calls and when we get in the house it's 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 business is done it's it's over and it's time for kids we want to come in and be able to hug the kids not be on the phone while we're coming into the house and, and be excited and be present. I mean, you have to be present uh, with your family, with your wife and, and having that separate time as well, because obviously we have uh, two beautiful kids, uh, 10 and 12 year old Vincent and Victoria, they, um, they, they light up our life and they're the reasons why we do what we do these days. That's amazing. I think, uh, I think uh, you, you have uh, saved uh, a few hundred thousand marriages right there and, uh, and we can <laughs> If you could end the interview here, that, that will be tremendous value to everyone. Well, let's keep going. So uh, so you started the business. So uh, in 1996, like, was modular housing a thing or did you have to like figure things out how to do this, uh, how to accomplish your vision? Um, you know, it was a different industry. We, we started in the real estate industry and there was a lot of competitors, a lot of competition, uh, a lot of people who uh, were doing the same thing. And we looked at it and honestly, uh, my family came over from Vietnam and we were refugees and we couldn't own, own a home, a regular house. Um, so we saw that, you know, there are people living in, you know, manufactured homes, uh, mobile homes. And uh, we got lucky to get into the industry and we said, you know what, this is a solution for a lot of the refugees, a lot of the people who can't really afford, who's not making six figures. And, and we just happened upon the business, but we saw the vision eventually that, um, that especially in the Bay Area in San Jose, Silicon Valley, that housing prices are a million dollars for a townhouse in this area, in some cases. So where are all of my friends gonna live? How, how are all of my friends gonna stay in town? And this, uh, this is a tremendous stepping stone. And if you don't know, um, these manufactured homes look exactly like regular houses. If you walk into them, they're like the Taj Mahal. They're beautiful. And uh, if you were to do a Zoom call inside of one, you would not be able to tell, um, you know, the difference between that and uh, beautiful Toll Brothers, KB Homes. And, uh, and obviously, it's, it's morphed into a commercial business as well. Um, so a lot of commercial businesses and hotels have now embraced modular housing. Um, it cuts out about, I would say, any, any between eight months to a year and a half of build time, mm -hmm. which is tremendous in the hospitality industry. Maybe not at this moment, but in general, the hospitality industry, it's about uh, getting that return quicker. And now they're actually giving subsidies uh, through uh, large industries as uh, Marriott and Hilton are actually starting to give subsidies 
to those that build modular style and they find that it's safer. And some of the large buildings in San Francisco, some of the hotels in San Francisco, it's not publicized, but all of those like uh, 1,000 to 2,000 unit, uh, you know, uh, hotels are built modular style. Wow. So um, so it's, it's embraced by, by a lot of different industries. It's been tested and uh, it's very different. That's great. And so how, uh, so, you know, you had a dream to uh, go into tennis coaching and Cindy, you, you were going into den- dental practice. How did you manage to muster up the courage to give up all that for a brand new industry, brand new venture? Um, how, how did that happen? Well, for me, um, well, Todd was born and raised in San Jose. So the culture and the way the business um, uh, he created a business is I that's attract me. He's a straight shooter. He's very honest and and loyal, and he has great vision for you know underprivileged families and stuff like that. So as I went through dental school, I realized that that wasn't the the correct career for me because I always want to look good and and you know put my lashes on and you know <laughs> typical dentists don't wear makeup. So <laughs> I I decided this is not for me. So what I did was. Um, I wanted to see if there's any other career that would um, serve a better purpose. So as I was searching for my career, I was talking to uh, my professor at the time, mm-hmm. and she happened to be Todd's sister, and I oh, didn't know. Wow. Yeah, so she introduced us, and we went to, on a, a blind date, and uh, we had common, we share common interests, common goal, and that's how we end up uh, getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. Oh. I gotta tell you, sorry, the first time I met Cindy, we actually <laughs> met at, for the first time, our blind date was at an In-N-Out Burger. So we met in the parking lot of an In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> this this 95 pound uh, Vietnamese young girl comes out of this big Dodge, red Dodge Durango with these eyelashes, high heels, and, and wanting to talk business <laughs> to me. And I was, honestly, I gotta say, I was a little intimidated. I was like, wait a second, this, she looks a little high maintenance. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work out but let's just get out there but we ended up um you know going to uh, this uh, restaurant called the pepper mill we went upstairs and and we, we talked for hours and hours and we found that intellectually we matched really well and you know she's not bad looking either so you know hey <laughs> you know, it's gonna work out really well so yeah i'm sorry i just had to share that story i thought was that's amazing that's amazing um so how, uh, you know, from the In-N-Out Burger and now you guys are power couple, uh, couple that cares. Um, so how did you get that name? Yeah, I, I think... Um, a lot of uh, the people that we mentor, they, yeah, they, they made up that name. Yeah, a lot of the folks that we end up mentoring and spending time with, I think, um, mentioned that. But for us, I think it's all about delivering value, trying to figure out how to develop, deliver value, not for just our customers, but for our employees and staff. So we always try to figure out, I mean, Cindy, you can mention a little bit about your vision on what your dream is for all of our company and our, our team and all of that. We have a wonderful team, by the way, 180 wonderful people that work with us, for us, together with us. Yeah, we're very blessed to have a wonderful team behind us. We can't accomplish what we have today without them. Uh, many, many of them have been with us for 14 years, 16 years. Some of them are 18 years. Wow. Um, average people, uh, average employee work for us is about eight to nine years. So we always put our employees first, uh, our agents and employees first, because they're wonderful people. So many, many people ask us, how do you manage eight different businesses and still be together? So, you know, the truth is our staff and agents are 
amazing. Yeah. So we don't have to manage so much of that. Um, yeah. yeah, so caring-wise, the reason why um, they call us the couple, the couple that cares, number one, is we contribute a lot to the um, to our, our areas and, and where we live and where we come from. Um, we were blessed to be able to donate a, a home to a, a family that they're, they're, they lost two 10-year-olds and an uncle, and, um, and uh, you know, they didn't have insurance. So uh, Cindy and I, we felt like this is an opportunity to help a family out. Um, so even though it was a lot, a lot of money for us, you know, $300,000 to, to build this home for this family, uh, we wanted everyone to understand that it's a more about giving back. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we spend time giving, uh, you know, a thousand backpacks every year. We've given over, over 10,000 backpacks that kids come out and jump at us every year and come and give us a hug and say thank you. And we, uh, we are not just ones that just put money out. We actually like to spend our weekends to go out there and we hand them out in the, in the heat in some cases. And it makes us smile. It, it, that's what really makes us tick. I mean, Cindy's, Cindy's root and I's dream about uh, getting everyone to have, you know, matching 401k. We've made that happen. We're trying to figure out how to get, um, you know, dry cleaning uh, to all of our employees and staff. We want each one to have uh, a new brand new car. Uh, if they want one, we want to help them with owning their own home. Uh, we want to have them self-sufficient. We pay for their education when they want to learn. We're just excited about giving back value and trying to help others that deserve it, obviously. And our team, a wonderful team, and then obviously the people and, and the people that support our businesses in our different areas, um, we, we try to support them as well. That's amazing. Um, uh, amazing work. Uh, and uh, and I, I, I watched that uh, video of uh, you gifting that house. That was very, uh, very touching. So that was amazing uh, that you did uh, some, uh, you know, for someone who was in real need. So that, uh, that's good. Let's take a quick break for an important message from the Bootstrapping Your Dreams community. Get the support and insights you need for your business and life. Join our community, which is fueled by the same people who advise the world's top leaders and champions. Stay ahead of the curve. Join us now by navigating to bootstrapping.group. Um, now, I want to ask you, uh, like, you know, you grew up uh, or probably your parents grew up in a different part of the world and you've had a, a multicultural experience uh, growing up. Uh, how much of that contributed towards your growth or the way that you think or the way that you work? You know, to be honest with you, that's that actually you, you've touched on something really key. I think that's where our passion has come from. Um, just seeing um, and not necessarily just um, people that are from you know different cultures, different ethnicities, uh, just people that don't have the same opportunity. And we're blessed to be born in the United States and Cindy to live here and for us to have the opportunity here. Those who don't have the opportunity to own a single family home and giving them the opportunity to own a manufactured home or a modular home is something that we're proud of. I mean, I think when sometimes when you own a condo or a townhouse, you don't have pure ownership where you don't have shared walls, where you hear the next door neighbor talking. When you own a manufactured home, you have your own walls, you have your own parking, you have your own place. This is your kingdom. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of those people kind of switch that to, and they end up selling their mobile home. They create some equity and the tax write-off and they end up buying a single family home. And it was a beautiful story. This, this woman came by and dropped off a bottle of wine for me about eight months ago. And I had actually sold her a mobile home and then she bought a single family home. And she told me she wanted to drop off a bottle of wine 
for us because she just started crying because her and her son, who are both making about $50,000, would never have been able to live in the single family home if they didn't start by just buying that one mobile home. So having, you know, um, seeing people that are from Vietnam just come over, especially when I just came over and from Cindy, when my family came over and when Cindy came over, uh, she sees a lot of opportunity. Actually, I think Cindy really struggled um, growing up uh, and, and she appreciates what America brings. So maybe Cindy can share. She has an awesome story about how she grew up in Vietnam and the struggles that she had. Yeah, yeah, please share. Oh, since, since you mentioned it, I'm going to do a short version. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't born and raised in, uh, in America. I was born and raised in Vietnam. And so that's why I still have the accent, as you can mm -hmm. tell. Uh, I came here when I was 15 years old. But my dad left uh, us, my mom and two brothers in Vietnam when I was five years old. And it took him about eight to ten to eight years later to to realize, hey, there's a, another family in Vietnam. <laughs> so he sponsored us over here. But during the eight years living without with no uh, dad, uh, father figured I, I struggle at eight years old. I uh, dropped out of school mm -hmm. at the second grade wow. and start selling balloons on the street. Mm -hmm. and, and, and throughout the years, I've learned to recruit other kids similar to my situation and help me build a, a team of four, four kids uh, walking around the village and try to sell a balloon. And that was my business at eight years old. And I, I, I built that for four years. And finally, grandma uh, caught me skipping school and took me back home uh, and I wanted to provide me a better life. So I moved in with grandma and learned a little bit of English and uh, got back to third grade. She put me back in, uh, to study th third grade at uh, 12 years old. Mm -hmm. It was an embarrassment for me, but I embraced it. I embraced it. I became a teacher aide. And um, eventually, my dad, uh, at, uh, a year, two years later, my dad uh, decided to sponsor us over to the United States. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, when I got here, I really appreciate the opportunities and yeah. what uh, America has provided and the freedom to dream. And I love that about it. That's a beautiful and, story, yeah. And, and one thing Cindy forgot to share was, uh, what was interesting is she actually had at, at second, two years, two years, uh, two, second grade, she actually, in order to compete with the other kids, because there were other kids also selling balloons, because she was artistic, she actually drew on the balloons and put little animals on the balloons and she could sell the balloon for more money. So she, she actually, at that point, knew how to add value. She knew how to get a selling strategy at a very young age. So she's very, you know, she's, uh, she's humble. She doesn't want to share that. But I thought that was, when I heard that, I was like, wow, be good to have her on my team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she, she was all already uh, preparing, uh, you know, uh, getting her hands on on uh, making things more beautiful <laughs> yes and that's why i can't become a dentist see? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a very touching story and uh, you know i noticed uh, that you have a lot of books behind you and um, the way that you uh, you got into school uh, at um, at 12 years of age and you know acquired this knowledge and i know you have a passion for books as well so uh, can you share with us uh, how uh, this uh, education and, and books and knowledge has played a role in your life? Well, um, I didn't start reading books until Todd and I formed a business together. Mm -hmm. At that time, we let alone, we couldn't afford to pay 
for marketing. So we have to go pass out flyers, you know, and get chased by dogs. Mm. So we, we couldn't afford a mentorship. We couldn't afford coaching, business coaching at a time. So I turned my passion into reading more books. So hopefully I'll harvest some golden nuggets from then and help us run the business together. Mm. And again, we know that a couple can never work together. There was like a study done they said it's only 5% of the yeah. uh, married couple can survive. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, we had nothing to lose anyway. So, and we told each other, you know, what worse can happen if we can start again because we're still young. Mm. So, so that was like going, going into it, like fearless of failure. And I think that would help a lot. And by reading books and the more we read, the more we enjoyed it more. I think just finding the book that interests you and then go for it, you know? And Cindy shared uh, some of the golden nuggets. And at that time, I was so busily hustling, you know, making sales. And uh, Cindy was putting out the flyers for us. And she was actually putting up signs and, and, and all that good stuff to try to, you know, make things happen and save us some money to, to try to grow the company. But uh, but she shared those golden nuggets. I go, wow, this this reading thing is pretty good. Why don't we why don't we find some more stuff? And it was amazing. We started a whole new world started to open up. Um, we got to meet a lot of great mentors and learn great you know great great things in these books. And we implemented a lot of these strategies and thought processes, and that really keyed our growth. Uh, and uh, that and on top of our obviously fueling our passion to give value and to help others succeed. I think I think that was that was huge. And we've got. Tremendous nuggets out of all. all if I may explain to why we have the, the book <laughs> wall like this. Initially, we were going to design just a typical book uh, uh, library, but we wanted um, to inspire our children to read. And as, as I know, when, when I take them to the bookstore, uh, they look at the cover, the colorful mm -hmm. cover, and then they picked it up. So Todd suggested me to say, uh, say, honey, why don't you build the bookshelf that have the book facing out? Yeah. So the kids can look at it. And that's how the idea started. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, that's great. And so um, from what I understand, you uh, run and manage eight companies uh, between, your, uh, between you. Yeah. Yes, so, yes, we do. So how, how do you manage all that? Like, you know, give us some uh, business advice. You know, a lot of, uh, lot of entrepreneurs in the audience, um, they are, uh, you know, generally uh, bogged down even running one company. And, and you know, they, they struggle with even managing that and balancing their work life. How do you manage eight companies and, and manage to devote uh, this much time to reading, to family, and and all the other wonderful things in, in, in life? Uh, and, and running, right? And running. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, think, I think the main, uh, the main way is, again, a, a lot of uh, thought process went into reading more and uh, getting to talk to mentors that could help us to see, that have been through down the same road that we've been through. So, you know, it's uh, two deals is, 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 is too much until you do three deals and three deals is too much until you do six deals and six deals is too much until you do 10 deals. So we've tried to manage our time very efficiently, but at the same time, put out time for our team, but in segments where you don't waste too much time and you set aside time where you can share and have dinner together with your team and be able to spend that time. But I think, um, you know, initially, getting up a lot earlier uh, initially that wasn't my one of my biggest uh, biggest things but i started to understand how valuable it is if you ask me what is the most difficult thing for me to do in my life was number one to learn how to run number two is to wake up business side it's, it's not as difficult i think i think just getting disciplined and trying to get uh, you know the cliche goes one percent better 
And obviously you want to illuminate uh, those things that are, are, are bogging you down, that's slowing you down. So as we try to take things on, we don't try to do 10 things at the same time. We focus, we plan the day before. It's so important and huge the day before to map out your day so it's efficient. Um, and, you know, we're not perfect, but obviously, you know, there's some days that we're going, we're going full tilt, but it's implementing all the things that we had planned and having goals throughout each quarter, each month, each week to accomplish those goals and finish off those goals. And the key is not to beat yourself up so much if you don't accomplish those goals at that moment. It's okay if you don't finish it, but as long as it's on there and it's understood that you're gonna take care of it the next day. The problem is people don't go with a plan the next day. They don't have a plan, they're not gonna execute it and they don't get specific. You have to get super laser focused, I believe, and we believe on what you're gonna do between 10 and 11. Not just, hey, I'm going to take care of 20 items. I don't believe in a full to-do list. A to-do list doesn't work. A to-do list with action is what works. So if you say 10 to 11, I'm going to do three these three tasks, and then nothing's going to stop you. That person that walks into the office and says, can I talk to you for a minute, Todd? I say, sure, I'll talk to you one minute. You can take care of it in one minute. If not, then let's schedule a different time. If not, come on back, and I'll schedule a time with you. If not, I have these three items we have to complete. And then, and then balance between that and trying to balance family. Like I said, once we get out of the car, it's done. Yeah, because yeah. honestly, you also need a time to, um, to recharge, yeah. to, uh, to go back and, and, and develop ideas and just sit back and then let your mind relax. And then that way you can pound it the next day. And then you can go, go, go with that energy and that same fervor. And, and I really strongly believe that a lot of it is attached to health. Ever since we began to run more, our energy level's a lot higher, we sleep a lot earlier, and there's a lot of things we've begun to implement. I mean, uh, doing a digital sunset also between 8.30 and nine where we stopped the iPhones, we stopped the computers, we stopped the blue light, and we feel so much more refreshed. And, and, and new, so I probably went off a little too far on that tangent, but. <laughs> great, uh, great words of wisdom. So it seems like, uh, you know, you have you have taken a lot of time to prioritize the right things in your life and, and plan things out, and obviously uh, just take action and, and accomplishing those goals, um, which, is, which is a tremendous uh, framework for success. Now, along with success, you know, uh, comes a lot of mistakes, a lot of uh, things that are outside of our control. So can you share with us any uh, any mistakes that you may have made uh, during your career that other people may uh, run into and they can avoid them? Can you go first? Or well, uh, yes, my mistake uh, are, I've got too many ideas and I tend to make quick decisions. And thank you, thanks to Todd, he always calmed me down and say, honey, let's look at it again. Let's slip overnight, think about it, and we'll talk tomorrow. So my, my, my mistake was that. So um, over the years, I've learned to be more patient. <laughs> that's great, that's great. Yeah, um, for myself, I think, uh, I think, again, failure is actually a victory to me or to us, I think. Um, Initially, the whole thought process of failure and losing a sale or losing a listing, uh, it used to make me lose sleep. It used to take me back. But now, again, opening up my mind to reading and spending more time talking with mentors and sharing all these things and manifesting different things, um, I don't let those things bother me anymore. Um, we feel that we de deliver so much value to our clients, to our team. We can't let one thing uh, bog us down. So we feel that the failure actually has 
has actually made us better. So you learn from those failures and you improve from those failures. You just don't let it happen again, but don't dwell on them. I think too often, I think we dwell on them. And for us specifically, I think I was, I initially, when we first got into the business, we were so worried about getting the sale, trying to figure out how to get the customer to buy the property or to buy the home or, or, or to buy that insurance policy or whatever the case may be. I think that, uh, what uh, what you want to do is uh, is you want to focus on um, on the thought process of of hey how am I going to deliver value to the customer how am I going to help them to uh, to get what they want and then in indirectly it'll come there have been cases as we've learned in our career we've come over to someone's house. And the, the senior that thought that going out to rent would be a better deal for her, we told her, you know what, you need to stay in this home. Don't sell your home. But but Todd, you're not gonna you're not gonna make money if you don't list my home. I understand that, but it's not the right decision for you. After you've explained to me what you need and your needs are, it doesn't make sense. So why do that? And it, indirectly, we we figured out that hey, you know what, that that lady, that eighty year old woman, told everybody on the block to list their home with us. We ended up getting four sales instead of one. And she would literally knock on our door and go, hey, 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 you're not selling your home with anybody else except for Todd and Cindy, that's it. And so, you know, by, by manifesting, by doing the right things, by looking after what the client wants, or again, our employees want and giving them value, it comes back in spades uh, indirectly. That's great. And so it seems like you uh, you uh, you play the long game, not uh, not just get immediate uh, immediate profit, but um, build long term mm-hmm. relationships, which, uh, as you said, which uh, comes back exponentially. So mm-hmm. uh, now coming back to the current situation, we are going through this uh, this uh, once in a lifetime sort of experience with the pandemic and everything. So uh, according to you, what what is the outlook for housing, modular housing or uh, any kind of housing? Do you see any? major shifts coming uh, uh, because of uh, of this situation in terms of where people want to live how they want to live well that's a great question manush um i think that uh, the whole industry is is going to change i i believe that it actually is going to put a, a green a green light on on trying to build things faster, more efficiently. Uh, obviously, we have difficulty with uh, finding more skilled labor out out there. Um, so I think things like manufactured homes and modular housing and even real estate right now. I think for the the higher end homes right now, we can we're seeing uh, where homes are dropping prices a little bit and people are going to be a little more hesitant on the luxury side. But on the lower end side, obviously, there's obviously going to be people who really need to to buy homes. And there's actually a surplus of, uh, especially in the Bay Area, in Northern Southern California areas, we see, and nationally, we see that um, there's so many people that have kind of been on the fence about purchasing homes. And now they came out of the woodwork now and said, hey, you know what, here's an opportunity for us to buy. But I think ongoing, I think that everyone's just going to be about quicker turnaround, um, le- le- not more long term. Like, for example, you'll see McDonald's and Burger King right now building commercial. They're not building these big mammoths where they're going to sit there for 100 to 200 years. Mm-hmm. You're seeing Burger King and McDonald's build up, you know, bare walls, very small structures, very simple structures, modular style and building them quick. And because they know they're going to tear them down in 30 years because the style is going to be out. So I think our whole industry is going to change. I think a lot of, and the majority of housing is going to be built underneath a warehouse. 
It's going to be built on our, can you imagine building a house within six weeks versus a year or two years and having your contractor go to your bathroom, you know, in your house for, for a whole year and have your wife or spouse yell at you and saying, hey, you know, why is this person here so, so long? The modular housing, the manufactured industry, especially now that the quality has gone up another level where it's on par with Toll Brothers, with KB, with all the regular housing builders. We personally see all of our housing is going to build, be built that way. So I think uh, the real estate industry uh, looks strong as far as the manufactured, the affordable housing industry. We're a little concerned, obviously, about the high end and luxury. It, it may take a hit for a little while, but obviously there's going to be places where people really need to live. Well, so. That's great. It sounds like, uh, you know, you are very well positioned to take advantage of, of this shift, uh, which you're already doing. Uh, but I, I agree it's, it's uh, going to accelerate. So... Uh, so that's great. Um, now, thank you so much uh, for being with us. Uh, that's all the time we had. Uh, this has uh, been a wonderful conversation. Now, before uh, we let you go, can you tell us how people can reach out and connect with you? Yeah, you could text us on uh, 55678. And we have actually have a gift for uh, for some of your viewers. Thank you for reviewing. Um, you can text the number 55678. Uh, text the word uh, TCSU. Text the word TCSU to 55678. And Cindy and I will give you our 10 tips for business and love <laughs> and okay, staying together good. and working together if those of you struggle. And just to be honest with you, um, when we had some struggles early on in our relationship, it was hard for us to find someone to share it with. And so now it's, it's kind of nice that we can help others do the same thing and uh, and thank you again for uh, for for sharing us on your your awesome podcast we love listening and those of you guys that don't watch watch Manoush has some awesome viewers out there he has some awesome podcasts and some great golden nuggets uh for you to share so get out there and, and, and take a listen thank, to you. thank you so much uh now i want to remind you uh, we have a global audience so you know uh, uh they won't be able like people from outside us may not be able to text you so for them how they how do they connect with you um, they can go ahead and find us on our Facebook, which is uh, my Facebook, which is Todd Sue, or my LinkedIn, which is also Todd Sue, T-O-D-D uh, space S-U. And uh, we also have a website. Cindy, you have the website? Oh, okay, so the website's uh, coming up as we speak. It's going to be ToddCindySue.com. So you'll see, it, uh, see us there as well. Awesome. That's great. So we'll put those links in the show notes. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Have a good one. That's all for now. Until next time. If you want to realize your full potential, I invite you to join our community. We support and help each other out because no one has to do it alone. Join us today by navigating to bootstrapping.group. The community is free to join. No strings attached except for one. You have to take action. So if you are an action taker, we want to talk to you. Join us by navigating to bootstrapping.group. If you want more insightful interviews with industry leaders, then check out the other videos we have picked for you right here. And subscribe now to get our new content.